0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 34, verses one through seven, called When the Lord Passes By.
1: Jeremiah 31, 14 says, I will fill the soul of the priest with abundance and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, declares the Lord. The Lord doesn't say anything about his holiness, anything about his power, anything about his glory, anything about his perfection. Why? He didn't need to. It was on display on the mountain in the glory cloud. He didn't have to say, the Lord, the Lord, really shiny. I was like, yeah, I know. The Lord, the Lord, holy, holy, holy. Well, Moses already had an idea of his holiness. But what does he say? The Lord, the Lord, gracious, compassionate. Do you know the God that we have trusted in and the God that we proclaim, this is who he is. This is the sovereign God. Now, there's going to be other attributes I'm going to tell you about that round this picture out. He's not just these things. We'll see that in a moment. But Exodus 34.6 is one of the most important verses in the Bible. In fact, it is quoted or referred to dozens of times in the Old Testament. Let me give you one example. Turn to Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Hold your place in Exodus. We'll come back to it. One of many places that we can point to, but let's just muse on this one just for a second. Psalm 103. The Lord, verse 8, Psalm 103, is compassionate and gracious. What is he? Slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities, For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. He himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. In the book of Joel, which is a little further back in your Bible, chapter 2, the book of Joel is all about the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord. And the Lord utters his voice in 2.11 of Joel before his army. Surely his camp is very great. Strong is he who carries out his word. The day of the Lord is indeed great and very awesome. Who can endure it? This is what the Lord says in Joel 2.12. Yet even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your heart and not your garments. Now return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, and relenting of evil. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, even a grain offering and a libation for the Lord your God. Back to Exodus 34. Even Jonah said it in a moment of frustration when God forgave the Ninevites. He said, I knew that you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, and one who relents concerning calamity. And then Jonah says, and now kill me. (laughs) Come on, Jonah. Did you not have breakfast? I mean, what's going on here, right? Now, he said that with some disdain, But this is a constant in our Bibles. The Lord is full of compassion. Look at verse 7 as we round out the text. 34, 7. The Lord is he who keeps loving kindness. He keeps showing it. He is faithful to it. For thousands who forgives iniquity and transgression and sin. Those are three different ways to say when we blow it. Iniquity. Iniquity. Transgression means kind of a, we dig our heels in when we know it's wrong and we still do it. Iniquity, we go the wrong way. And then sin is the more general word. God forgives it all. Iniquity, transgression, transgression and sin. Yet, he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. Now, all God's people said it was sounding so good until the end of verse seven. Because you were talking about grace and compassion and patience and abounding in loving kindness. And then it says, but (laughs) he won't leave the guilty unpunished. Wait a minute, I'm the guilty. I was reveling in all these wonderful attributes of God until I read verse seven. Now what? Well, you have to know that of the attributes of God, you have to always include justice. Let me give you the seven. God is compassionate. Number one, the word in Hebrew is merciful and sympathetic. He's gracious. The word means undeserved favor. He's patient or long-suffering. We all get that. He abounds in loving kindness, fourth attribute. He's full of loyal covenant love. He's full of truth, the Hebrew word amet. It speaks of faithfulness or truthfulness. He's forgiving. That's the first part of verse seven, which means he even lifts and carries lifts up and carries away our sins or bears them on himself. Yet seventh attribute, he is just. He will not leave the guilty unpunished. And when we we're in Exodus chapter twenty, we dealt with this third and fourth generation. And that, this has confused some people because we've read other scriptures that say that people are responsible for their own sin and other generations shouldn't pay the price. What's going on here? This is a helpful comment from Stewart's commentary. He says, this has been widely misunderstood. It does not represent an assertion that God actually punishes, punishes an innocent generation for sins of a predecessor generation. Rather, this oft-repeated theme speaks of God's determination to punish successful successive generations for committing the same sins learned from their parents. In other words, God will not say, I won't punish this generation for what they are doing to break my covenant because after all, they merely learned it from their parents who did it too. But to this is contrasted with his real wish to show covenant loyal love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. That's Exodus 20, verses 5 and 6. What's interesting is that Exodus 34, 7 doesn't say anything about people who love God and keep his commandments. It just says that he's faithful to forgive. And that's what God does do. He is faithful to show covenant forgiveness. In fact, that's what he's doing with Israel. Just think with me for a second. The generation that Moses leads in the wilderness, what happens to them? They wander for 40 years and they all are laid low in the wilderness. Who goes into the promised land? Only those who are 20 and below. Scholars will argue that that's the age of accountability. God treated the one generation differently than the other one. He did not punish the next generation for the sins of their parents, but the sins of their parents laid them low, and Joshua and Caleb went into the promised land because they believed the Lord. And then the uh, the next generation is the one that actually crosses the Jordan, and then they take Jericho, right? And they circle the city, and you know the walls come down and all of that. But when they get to a place called Ai, and it seems like The battle is going to be really easy. There's a dude named Achan who takes some of the the stuff, right, and hides it. And God lets them get whooped. And they get whooped because they disobey God. And God deals with that generation on the merits of their own belief and faithfulness to God. Everybody with me? But I will say this. If a generation disobeys God or is... In idolatry, etc. And then the next generation continues in that way, then God will deal with equity, we would say, to both those generations. God is compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, truth. He is forgiving. He forgives sin, iniquity, and transgression, yet He is just. And He won't leave the guilty unpunished. And all God's people said, Now what? Because I am guilty. Well, here's where we find our hope in a new covenant. Because the just one died for the unjust, the guilty, 1 Peter 3.18, to bring us to God. God's remedy for that last attribute listed in these two most important verses of Exodus 34, 6, and 7, his justice is satisfied in the new covenant cross of Jesus Christ. And that's why the new covenant is superior to the old covenant. God has not changed in the covenants. He is the same God in Exodus as he is in Matthew. The difference is that in the new covenant, Christ dies for the guilty and takes the punishment that we deserve. I will not leave the guilty unpunished. And so he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Everybody got it? The seven attributes have not changed, but God has satisfied his justice in pouring his wrath on his son. The Lord, the Lord, full of grace and full of compassion. What will be the answer to this ongoing dilemma of sacrifice after sacrifice, year after year of the blood of bulls and goats? How will we ever satisfy the terms of the covenant? We won't. He does. And now I am in Christ.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. You can watch Pastor
2: Michael's teachings in their entirety. 19 chapters later, you're off the hook. We know sometimes you hear Pastor Michael mention slides, and we have made sure you have access to all the videos from his Sunday teachings. The
1: modern application could be the power of
2: the sword with, for example, a police officer. Watching the videos can also be a good way to see how animated Pastor Michael can be on stage. Even if you have to gulp after you've prayed it. And Lord, one more thing, not... My will. You can watch the video from today's teaching when you visit walkintruth.com. We also live stream one of our Sunday morning services. Pastor Michael prefers you attend your church Sunday mornings or visit our church Living Truth Christian Fellowship, as fellowship is important. But you are invited to watch the 1030 a.m. Pacific Time service anytime. Jesus
1: is coming
2: again. Do you believe it? To watch Pastor Michael's teachings and to follow our YouTube channel for live streams, you can find the links and information on walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com.
0: We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walkin' Truth. The Lord,
1: the Lord full of grace and full of compassion? What will be the answer to this ongoing dilemma of sacrifice after sacrifice, year after year of the blood of bulls and goats? How will we ever satisfy the terms of the covenant? We won't. He does. And now I am in Christ And now the Father sees me through the finished work and righteousness of the Son. And now, since he was punished in my stead, I no longer have to bear the punishment of my sin. God has not changed. All these attributes remain, but he has satisfied his justice at the cross. Amen? And this is why the gospel is such good news for all of us. Turn to the gospel of Mark and we're done. Mark 6. So the apostles have been following Jesus and learning from him and he's been doing amazing things. Mark chapter 6, including feeding the 5,000 plus women and children. And Jesus sends the apostles into a storm, Mark chapter 6, after the miracle of the feeding it's, uh, we'll pick it up in verse 45 of Mark 6. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat, Mark 6:45, and go ahead of him to the other side to Bethsaida, while he himself was sending the multitude away. And after bidding them farewell, Jesus departed to the mountain to pray. When it was evening, the boat was in the midst of the sea, and he was alone on the land. And seeing them straining at the oars, for the wind was against them at about the fourth watch of the night. This is what we would consider like early morning hours when it's still dark. He came to them walking on the sea. And the Bible says he intended to what? To pass by them. Now, he didn't need a ride. (laughs) He was already walking on top of stormy sea. Conditions. Y'all know it wasn't a placid scene. You know, maybe there's some rocks under where he's walking. Maybe it's a trick. No, no, no. It was so stormy that experienced fishermen were freaking out and couldn't conquer the storm. He was riding on the storm, brethren. He was on top of the waves. He controls it all. And he was intending to pass them by. And you're like, say what? What? One, he didn't need a ride. Two, they thought it was some sort of uh, spirit and it was Jesus. What in the world is Mark talking about? May I suggest to you that there is a link from Mark 6 to Exodus 34. And I believe that what you're seeing here is Jesus Christ claiming to be Yahweh. And when he's about to pass them by, it's the glory of the incarnate son, Yahweh, in human flesh, linking himself with Mount Sinai. The Lord, the Lord, full of grace and compassionate, full of truth, abounding in loving kindness. And he says, don't be afraid, it's me, right? And then what did he do? He calmed the storm. And we know that Matthew's account tells us how Peter walked out to him. Sometimes we feel like, you know, we're rowing against the wind in this crazy world. Bow your hearts with me, Father. We, uh, we struggle so much with our sin. Sometimes we're in the storm and things are whipping around and we don't know where we stand. We sometimes even wonder maybe where you are. And we hear... The words ring from Sinai, and perhaps even words echoed in the disciples' heart and mind. The Lord, the Lord, gracious and compassionate, full of loving kindness and truth. Lord, you're so patient with us. Sometimes you allow us to go through the storms of our own humanity to get a fresh look at who you are and that you're above it all and that. The storm is not too much for you. Even the storm of our own weakness, even the lack of faith that sometimes we possess. You say, don't be afraid. It's me. And you came and you calmed the sea and they got to their destination point. And Mark 6.52, brethren, look at it. It tells us what was going on it says they had not the disciples had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves would you notice but their what heart was hardened what yes and the mediator goes up on mount sinai and says something perhaps like this oh lord forgive the hard hearts of your people I am here to mediate. Forgive my hard heart, oh God. Help me gain insight into who you are, into what you're about, into who I am in you. Help me manifest these aspects of your communicable attributes. Oh God, change me. Make me more like you. The disciples' hearts were hard and they needed to see this God They were arguing about who was the greatest. They were worried about jockeying for position. And the Lord, the Lord is gracious, full of compassion, patient, kind, loving, good, and just.
0: You've been listening to When the Lord Passes By, part three on Walk in Truth. That was Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus chapter 34, verses one through seven. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would love it if you joined us this Sunday morning for church service at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Now, you can do that whether you live in Southern California or not. We live stream our 1030 a.m. service, but if you're in the area, we'd actually prefer if you can come in and fellowship. You can get service and live stream information when you visit walkintruth.com. That's Walk in Truth. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well,
1: in this great section of Exodus 34, Moses got the answer to his prayer. The Lord allowed his beauty to pass by. And Moses, in what we would call anthropomorphic terminology, that is human terms, he got to see the back of God's glory. I don't know everything that that meant, but he could not, here into the face of God. And that may confuse you because I thought it said that Moses spoke to God face to face. Well, that's a Hebrew idiom for intimacy, but no one could see God's face and live, not even Moses. And so he got a glimpse of God's glory, probably all that he could handle. And we would argue he was never the same again. You know, when you get a glimpse of the glory, when you taste and see that the Lord is good, You're never the same again. And, you know, (laughs) the phrase, Oh Lord, don't pass me by comes to mind. But I know this, that when you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved. And when you ask for the Holy Spirit, the Lord will provide a fresh infilling, a fresh empowering from the Holy Spirit. If you're a believer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the one thing that you don't want to do in this life is go it without him. He's your creator. Doesn't it make sense that your life would be incomplete until you know your creator? Well, your creator is also your redeemer. The one that made you is the one that died for you at the cross. The one that made you is the one that faced death, tasted it for all of us, and conquered it. The one that made you is the one that resurrected from the dead and is in heaven right now at the right hand of the Father, interceding for all those who trust in him. The one that made you is the one that loved you so much. He yielded up his life to death, took the shame of the cross, endured that suffering for you and for the glory of the Father. This is the great gospel and it's good news. That's what gospel means, it's good news. And if you've never received Jesus as your Lord, Savior, King, well, he is he is literally a prayer away. And it's not just about a sinner's prayer, but you begin that relationship by asking him to save you, by repenting of your sin, by believing in what he has accomplished for you, by trusting him. Not just simply mouthing a prayer, but placing your full trust in him as best you can at this moment. You repent and you receive the Lord. And then you desire to walk in him, which means repentance means you're going to walk in a new direction. Now you're going to serve him as your King. You're going to serve the kingdom of God. We've been talking about this kingdom of God concept on Sunday mornings at the local fellowship where I serve a senior pastor called living truth. If you want to know more Um, You can go back and watch those messages when you link to the church site and check out our media. We've been going through the book of Matthew. You can also join us on Sunday mornings. If you're anywhere within driving distance of the Inland Empire, Corona, California, right off the 91 freeway and Lincoln Avenue, kind of where the 91 and 15 freeways intersect the northern part of Corona, we have... Actually, three services on Sunday. The two morning services are English, 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. I usually teach both of those. And then we have a 1 p.m. Spanish service as well. And we'd love for you to join us. Don't forget, we always live stream the 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time uh, church service. If you don't have anywhere to go or you're reliant on live stream, um, check that out. When you go to walkintruth.com, you can uh, link to the YouTube page right from there. Well, God bless you. Have a tremendous evening, day, (laughs) wherever you are on your time of the day. And we'll see you right here next time.
0: And don't forget that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. All so more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $10 a month. Or you can always give a one-time gift. Please visit walkintruth.com to give. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching in Exodus 34, verses 27 through 35, called With Unveiled Faces. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.